Hello, and welcome to Talking Solutions, the second podcast from the Association for Solution-Focused Hypnotherapy. I'm Sally Hare. And I'm Trevor Edwards, and we're both experienced solution-focused hypnotherapists. A lot of people are coming to see us about sleep or lack of sleep. So we thought this time we'd look at sleep and insomnia and how solution-focused hypnotherapy can help. Yeah, in future podcasts, we're hoping to have a variety of guests with us sharing their expertise. But for today, Sally, what do we know about sleep? Well, sleep's a funny thing, really. And even after many years of research, there are still large gaps in what we know. Scientists think that sleep is vital for health. And we all know how badly we perform when we're sleep deprived, for whatever reason. It appears that during sleep, our bodies replace cells and grow them, particularly with children. Wounds are healed and we top up our ability to perform work, perhaps through simply resting muscles, but probably through more active processes. And in the brain, memories are stored, waking patterns of behaviour and experience are identified, and stress is reduced. On that last point, your solution-focused hypnotherapist will also talk about emptying your bucket during sleep. Sounds like a chamber pot. No, not (laughs) quite. Um, The idea is that during the day, every stressful thing that happens to you gets put in a metaphorical bucket. The more you sleep, the more the bucket is emptied. If it isn't completely emptied, then today's stress levels build up on top of yesterday's. And if you've had traumatic events and situations happen to you in the past, there may be a few bricks in your bucket before you even start. If the bucket overflows, this can result in panic attacks. And constantly high bucket levels lead to ongoing feelings of anger, anxiety or depression. People often ask what a normal sleep pattern looks like. Is it going to bed, falling asleep, and apart from trips to your chamber pot, staying asleep until waking refreshed in the morning? It seems in the past, during long nights without electric lights, people went to sleep when it got dark, then woke up in the middle of the night and performed tasks or visited neighbours. Then they went back to sleep until there was daylight. And we're also familiar with the Spanish habit of siestas in the afternoon and a shorter time spent asleep at night. And even top sports people are now engaging in 20-minute power naps during the day. So sleep patterns do vary. And some people are owls and stay awake late into the night and get up late. And some people are larks who go to sleep early and get up early. Your solution-focused hypnotherapist will probably ask you how quickly you go to sleep. How long are you awake or in the middle of the night? How do you feel in the morning when the alarm goes off? This will give them an idea of how well and how long you're sleeping. If you do find a good night's sleep a challenge, you probably find yourself doing one or more of these. Lying awake for a long time at night before falling asleep or waking up several times in the middle of the night. You might wake up early in the morning and not be able to get back to sleep. And then you feel tired and not refreshed by sleep not being able to function properly during the day and finding it difficult to concentrate, even being irritable. Mm. Yes, your solution-focused hypnotherapist will probably have a number of practical suggestions about what you can do to avoid insomnia. Here are some suggestions. Don't eat big meals close to bedtime. Don't drink lots of coffee. Don't drink alcohol. Don't smoke. No strenuous exercise immediately before bed but exercise during the day. Maintain a sleep routine, that means fixed bedtimes, etc., and always wake up at the same time, even at weekends. Keep the bedroom dark, quiet, and relaxing. 
No work or TV in bed. Try a warm bath before bedtime. Get plenty of daylight, particularly when you first get up, and avoid bright light in the evening. Listen to music. Drink warm milk. Uh, drink herbal tea. Eat a light snack before bed. And don't take daytime naps. Of course, some people recommend that you don't go to bed until you're sleepy and get up again if you haven't gone to sleep after 15 minutes. You can then read until you feel sleepy and try again. Anyway, that's quite a list of suggestions. And of course, some people will find some things more helpful than others. So it's always worth trying a few and seeing what works best for you. Yeah, I know the National Sleep Foundation in 2002 found that insomnia affects nearly 60% of US adults at least one night each week. And a 2021 survey of UK residents found that 36% of UK adults struggle to get to sleep at least on a weekly basis. Almost one in five have trouble falling asleep every single night. Nearly half of the UK have trouble falling asleep at least once a month. So what other sleep issues do people struggle with, Sally? Well, there's sleep apnea, which affects around 1.5 million people in the UK. It causes people to stop breathing abruptly while they're asleep. Carbon dioxide builds up in the blood and the sleeper wakes suddenly to gasp for breath. Then there's narcolepsy. It's a neurological sleep disorder that affects 30,000 people in the UK. Sufferers experience periods of intense sleepiness during the daytime. There's sleepwalking, somnambulism and night terrors, which are far more common in young children. Of course, it's always wise to speak to your GP if you're experiencing anything that's giving you concern. If you think you've been awake for ages, 17-year-old Randy Gardner set a record in 1964 for the longest period a human being has intentionally gone without sleep, without using stimulants of any kind. The record is 264 hours. Well, that's 11 days. Um, it's now thought unethical to try to repeat this experiment. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I know that some people who are kept awake by their partner snoring, interestingly, as soon as their partner goes into REM sleep, that's the period where a person is dreaming and their eyes are moving rapidly, they will stop snoring. But if they've already been banished to the sofa, of course, it won't matter. Mm. Some people think they have insomnia because they go to bed and worry and find it hard to get to sleep. Technically, although not much use to the sufferer, this is actually an anxiety disorder. So it's just like insomnia, but it's caused by anxiety. Yes. Um, interestingly, there's also a thing called paradoxical insomnia. This is where people say they've slept poorly or not slept at all, but they actually have. Using electrodes or other sleep monitoring devices, it can be shown that the person has slept much better than they report. People with paradoxical insomnia have the illusion of poor sleep when it's not actually that bad. There's also unhemispheric type sleep, which you may have experienced when staying somewhere unfamiliar. Here, half of your brain is asleep, while the other half stays alert for possible danger. Ducks, dolphins and other animals have this ability too. But it's frustrating when you're all tucked up in the Maidstone Travel Lodge with an important meeting to attend in the morning. 
So here are some other sleep related terms that people use. I wonder if you can relate to any of them. There's sleep debt or sleep deficit. And that's the name given to the cumulative effect of not getting enough sleep. Sleep pressure is simply the pressure our bodies feel telling us to go to sleep. It becomes greater the longer we've been awake. And the grogginess you sometimes feel when you first wake up is called sleep inertia. I can relate to all of those. Sleep opportunity is how many hours you need to spend in bed in order to get enough sleep. It's calculated by adding together the number of hours of sleep you need, plus the number of hours you know you'll need in order to fall asleep, plus how long it takes you to wake up. Your immune system can make you feel sleepy when it's fighting infection. Lack of sleep can impair your immune system too. Yeah, Milton Erickson, a famous American hypnotherapist, had a client with insomnia. The client was a meticulous elderly man who prided himself on doing all his own housework, all of it except waxing the floors, which he hated. Erickson told the man that there was an obvious solution to his insomnia problem, but he might not like it. And that's a typical Erickson comment. The man insisted that he would do whatever was necessary in order to sleep. Erickson, as usual, was reluctant to tell the man what he needed to do, and the man insisted that he do whatever was necessary, giving various examples of how persistent he was in dealing with difficult problems. Erickson finally told him that if he wasn't asleep within 15 minutes of going to bed, he had to get up and wax the floors until he felt he could sleep. After that, if he was still not asleep within 15 minutes, he had to get up again and continue the procedure until he was asleep. And the end result was that the man had well-waxed floors and slept very well. <laughs> I love that story. Next time I can't sleep, I'll make myself get up and clean the oven. I won't. <laughs> One technique that's sometimes used to help people sleep better is to restrict the amount of time they spend in bed, maybe to just six hours. Keeping people awake for longer builds up that sleep pressure and helps them fall asleep faster and sleep better. It also increases their expectation that they will sleep better in future. Yeah, your solution-focused hypnotherapists might recommend that you try paradoxical intention. Now, this is where Instead of lying there struggling to get to sleep, you remain passively awake and avoid any effort to fall asleep. This eliminates any performance anxiety that goes with trying and failing to go to sleep, which may simply inhibit sleep onset. People often naturally fall asleep. If your insomnia is caused by stress, anxiety or feeling depressed, your solution-focused hypnotherapist will definitely be able to help. As mentioned earlier, they'll help you empty that bucket of stress. And they'll emphasise what we call the three Ps, which is key to our approach. Positive thoughts, positive actions, and positive interactions. And there's a fourth P too, purpose. They'll encourage you to engage in these Ps, and they'll encourage you to listen to a free 30-minute relaxation track, which they'll share with you. If you listen to this just before your usual going to sleep time, it will help you to relax and get to sleep. And you can listen to it again in the middle of the night if needed. And of course, if you feel you need a little more help with sleeping issues, there will be a solution-focused hypnotherapist local to you who can help. 
check out our solution focused hypnotherapist directory at afsfh.com where you'll find a comprehensive list of qualified solution focused hypnotherapists in your area who will work with you and your sleep or a whole host of other issues some of which we'll be covering in future podcasts but for now we're going to give you the opportunity to experience a little trance in the form of a short relaxation session. It's important to say that hypnosis is only half of hypnotherapy, and in a real solution-focused hypnotherapy session, you'll have the opportunity to explore your best hopes for the future in depth, then relax as your therapist engages your subconscious in a personal, tailored hypnosis session to help make those hopes a reality. Uh, if you're currently driving or operating machinery or doing anything that involves your full attention, please switch off this podcast now. You can look forward to relaxing when you can do so safely. But if you're able to relax now, spend a few moments getting yourself comfortable as I hand over to Sally. Thanks, Trevor. So yes, take the time to get yourself really easy there, making sure your head's supported and you're feeling warm. And make sure you're somewhere you're unlikely to be disturbed. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to imagine certain things. But it doesn't matter if you find you can't imagine all the things I'm asking you to. You might even find your mind wandering quite a bit. So that my voice just fades into the background. But that doesn't matter either. The sound of my voice is going to continue to relax you. And it really doesn't matter if you don't hear a word I say, because very soon now, you are going to be more relaxed than you've ever known. So imagine yourself standing on the very top of a green hill on a tropical island. You can feel the warmth of the sun on your head and shoulders. You can see the long grasses around you moving slightly in the gentlest of breezes. When you look down the hill, you can see a narrow, winding path that disappears into a small forest. And beyond the forest, you can see the ocean, with sunlight from the clearest of blue skies glancing off the tops of the waves in the bay, so that the whole ocean seems to shimmer and sparkle. You begin to move lazily, and easily down the path, with the ferns and grasses brushing gently against your legs as you pass. You just catch the faint smell of salt borne in on the breeze. You become aware of the distant sound of the ocean on the shore. Maybe hear seabirds calling faint long way off. And you marvel at the deep sense of calmness and tranquility that sweeps over you as you move on down and down towards the forest, moving so easily, so effortlessly, you feel almost as though you're floating on air. And in no time at all, you find yourself drifting through the trees their leaves closing overhead to form a canopy, and their branches making an irregular pattern against the clear blue of the sky. 
It's pleasantly cool in the forest, and the gentle sound of birds singing, going faintly, and the scent of the trees and undergrowth relaxes you still further as you move easily into the inviting depths, becoming lazier and lazier with each step you take. You can hear a stream somewhere, its gurgling sound gradually mingling with the sound of the ocean. As you follow the winding path down and down towards the beach that you know is in front of you, weaving through the trees and brushing aside the occasional piece of foliage until, quite suddenly, you feel the warmth of the sun on your head and shoulders again. And you find yourself on a beautiful deserted beach. A wonderful golden shoreline sweeps away in a gentle curve in front of you to a distant point where the trees seem to come right down to the shoreline so that their branches actually seem to overhang the ocean itself. You can feel the sand warm between your toes as you stroll lazily across the broad beach to the water's edge. The sand becomes a darker golden colour when you get there. And you enjoy the change to a moist, firm coolness beneath your feet as you wander along the shore, leaving a lazy trail of footprints in the sand behind you. Every so often, a larger than usual wave sends rivulets of water foaming around your feet. And as they recede, you notice how the sand is washed away from tiny coloured pebbles, glinting like jewels in the sun. The smell of the ocean, the sunlight on the waves, the sound of the water hissing over the sand. All these things seem to create a sense of timelessness for some unknown reason. And you find yourself a comfortable position a grassy hollow, maybe, to just sit and gaze out across the rolling depths to the horizon, trickling warm, golden sand idly through your fingers. There's a faint haze, which makes it difficult for you to see exactly where the sky stops and the ocean starts. And as you try to fathom it out, you see a small white cloud appear from somewhere near the horizon. It comes towards the island quite quickly, growing larger as it approaches, until it's immediately overhead, the largest, fluffiest, whitest cloud you can ever remember. And you somehow know, just by instinct, that you can let all your worries, all your cares, all your fears, just drift up towards this large white cloud. You can actually see them drifting away from you in a long, slow spiral. Maybe like smoke from a bonfire, just spiraling away from you towards this large white cloud. 
The cloud absorbs all your worries into itself, swallowing up all your fears and anxieties, becoming steadily darker all the time until just as it reaches its darkest, just as the last part of that spiral of your worries and cares disappears inside it, the sun bursts through, dispelling every one of your worries, every one of your fears and anxieties to the edges of the universe, leaving you totally relaxed and perfectly at ease with yourself without a single care in the world. And as we come to the end of today's relaxation, you may wish to drift into a deep, refreshing sleep. But if you wish to continue with your day, I'll count from one to five, and then I'll say, fully aware. On the count of five, your eyes are open, and you are then fully aware. Feeling calm, rested, refreshed and relaxed. Okay, so one. Slowly, calmly, easily. You're returning to your full awareness once again. Two. Each muscle and nerve in your body is loose and limp and relaxed. And you feel wonderfully good. Three. From head to toe, you're feeling perfect in every way, physically perfect, mentally perfect, and emotionally calm and serene. Four, your eyes begin to feel sparklingly clear. And on the next number I count, eyelids open, fully aware, feeling calm, rested, refreshed, relaxed and invigorated full of energy. So five, you're fully aware now. Eyelids open, take a good deep breath, fill up your lungs and stretch. Wow, I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Uh, you can keep that positive feeling with you going forward and do check our therapist directory at afsfh.com if you'd like to find a solution-focused hypnotherapist to help make your best hopes for the future a reality. Well, that's about it for this podcast. I hope we've given you some ideas and you found it useful. Solution-focused hypnotherapy can certainly help with sleep issues. Our next podcast will look at phobias and how solution-focused hypnotherapy can help deal with those. So till next time, it's goodbye from me, Sally Hare. And it's goodbye from me, Trevor Edwards. See you next time. Bye. Bye.